Welcome to episode 5 of the FGM podcast series. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing the danger of progressive Christianity. Now, you might be thinking, what is progressive Christianity? Well, we are going to be discussing that as well as crushing its ideologies on its head in today's episode. And please do welcome all these amazing podcasters. We got Brother Dave from episode 1 and episode (laughs) 4. We got Vren from several episodes, almost every episode, I think, so far. And then we got the new guy, uh, Greg uh, Garrett, also you can call him, in his Sunday best, just sipping on some water. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta dress up for the show, you know. All right, so since you're new here, Garrett, go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Garrett. And as, as you may have guessed, I'm new here on the FGEM, not FGGM, FGEM podcast. And uh, funny story how I got here, really, but uh, we'll save that for another day. As for me personally, I'm into the antiques business here, in, uh, and I'm Canadian, here in Canada. I'm not going to say what city, because I don't want people coming over to my house. But uh, yeah, and I, uh, here, I've got one handy. Collect records. Whoops. <laughs> Vintage alarm clocks. Just fix this one up. Oh, nice. And other interesting things of that sort. So thank you, Sean, for having me on the show. Oh, okay. Well, oh, thank you for the introduction. Are you okay there, Sean? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. Oh, let's That's see. great. So today I've got my notes on with me on my phone because my computer's a bit laggy, sadly. Um, But today's podcast episode, we are going to be discussing about progressive Christianity, as I mentioned before. So, everyone, tell me, what are your thoughts on what progressive Christianity is? When you hear the term, or when you, yeah, when you, let's first go with that. When you hear the term progressive Christianity, what comes to your mind, and what do you believe progressive Christianity is? Um, I guess when it... Anyone what comes to mind, like, um, somewhat the programs that are on TBN mm-hmm. and like um, Derek Prince and those guys. Did I steal your question, brother? Was that for you? No, it's everyone's or question. just in general? Okay. Yeah, and I also think about like um, churches that have like um, a female pastor and they have oftentimes... A relationship with another woman who's the deacon um they won't stand up against abortion they won't um yeah it's kind of like a negative list it seems like but um sadly and also a lot of it is just kind of fun center mentality you know you just kind of go and you hear a very uplifting message but it's it's almost like it could be tony robbins and oftentimes they won't mention jesus and um the worship will be very kind of like something you'd hear on Christian radio. Very, a lot of instruments and production. <laughs> and they won't use uh, King James Bible. They'd probably an NIV or something. That's what I'd picture. Or whatever new Bible comes along, the message. 
they'll have like the trunk or tree at Halloween. You'll see them, and they'll be the church with like the big, like come in and see all the Halloween decorations in the trunks. Yeah, it's kind of can be kind of vexing, but you can read um, the description of the church. I know not many people use newspapers nowadays, but there's a page in there, and they'll have all the churches in your town that pretty much want to list what they believe, and you can find out real quick. A lot of them teach yoga and like weird meditation, mm -hmm. and if you go to their website, they'll often have their church beliefs and they're just very wishy-washy and metaphysical and they're praying but a lot of times they won't say what they're praying to it can be a feminine god a lot of times they embrace the feminine mm -hmm. side of god yes uh, yeah not too much outreach but they will they will invite people people but they won't knock doors but they they'll mail you something around the uh around uh, Easter or Christmas. <laughs> and that that's all I got to say, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. I've got a I've got only, I've got a very short answer here. When you tack anything onto the word Christianity, it probably is inaccurate of, in, in some way or another. Yeah, that that's a very good response and we will dive into that specific response very quickly. Go ahead, Bryn. You're the last one. Um, I think, well, I'm going to also give a brief answer here. Um, it is progressive Christianity is moving towards what the public wants instead of what God wants. Amen. All right. That's so all right. everyone's on the same page. Excellent. Okay, good. Good to hear that. Um, so <laughs> I know that's kind of weird. Um, so... Progressive Christianity has been disguised as just culture, modern culture. Oh, boy. When we see television, when we see the news, when we see everything going on around us, when we see today's churches, when we see just in general, no name calling, just in general basis, you, you see everything. You know, the most prominent thing you can see is the world. The world is the highlight, not God, not this book. The world, the characteristics of the world, the, the, the lifestyle of the world, the trends, the fads of the world, all included. And then twisting and turning the word of God what is supposed to be a doctrinal boundary for believers to live a true Christian life and to live a Christian testimony, you're breaking those boundaries and then you're living in a life that is one of our key points is, is that it's more self-centeredness. It's more, you know, me, you know, God loves me for who I am. It doesn't matter anything else. And, you know, my wishes are my choices. You know, God loves me so much. You know, you know something that upsets me, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, um, is that, you know, have you ever felt like people just, like, misuse the love and forgiveness of God, like, to the point where it's just broken? Like, you, you just... You can do whatever you want. <laughs> you can make that a slogan if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> That's how depressing it is. And I need a breath before I 
answer this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, it's it's triggering for me, um, as you can probably tell. Yes. Um, I've heard that since God is all forgiving and has already forgived me, then I can just do this and he'll be fine with it. Mm-hmm. Even if the Bible directly says, do not do this, you know, insert this here, you know. And yeah, that's, I don't know. What do you guys think? It can be a little bit of a dangerous game to play because you never want to get to the point where you stop being convicted about your sin, even like pushing it away and away. And you'll start to disengage yourself from the brothers and sisters in Christ. It just kind of automatically happens. Um, And in my opinion, you won't live a blessed life. You'll be praying for people. And you won't feel like you're getting very far. You will read your Bible and you'll feel like it's just chewing you up kind of and like convicting you. And the Lord's there to forgive you. But I've lived that kind of life for a lot. And I try not to ever go back because it's real miserable. And like um, living the one foot in, one foot out. But just like there was a time in my life where it was really hard to not do that. And it's kind of like a miracle. Like the Lord really helped me. Because just, yeah, like I said, you start to get away out from the brotherhood and Christian fellowship, and then you start falling away. You don't want to read the Bible. You get angry. Just like it's this whole thing that happens. And, um, yeah, something bad happens when you're a Christian and you aren't doing right with the Lord. But it's good at the same time because the Lord chastens those he loves and um but it's always to bring you back like a good parent disciplines and that's how i feel about it is it's it's always dangerous to get outside but the lord won't he won't leave you and forsake you but you you'll live through a lot of uh trauma and get beat up some that's my opinion kind of like job was different because job was righteous and it was like it's a book of the bible where He's just everything stripped away and he's seeing how much he still loves God and stuff, which is really cool. And that's one thing I do realize, though, is like Job, those stuff didn't come on him because he'd done something wrong. And it wasn't like quite what I'm talking about, like how I was living in my life when God was kind of um, causing me to not be happy in sin or just be until I'd come back to him. And then I'm. Yeah, it is scary though. That's it's to be a Christian and living in sin, and it's a slippery slope. <laughs> in so many ways, you know, you can backslide in in your mind, or because we live in such a wicked world, especially nowadays. And um, the Lord can heal you though, and I believe that. And um, something that comes to my mind a lot of times that can cause person to want to get away from God is like substance abuse like back in the day when I was drinking and that kind of stuff and like it's it's a guilt thing like you you don't want to drink but you drink and you you know what so then you can get stuck in that and that's like a whole nother thing and it can be bad too mm-hmm. and um yeah just sticking with the Lord is the way to go that's for sure amen and I, I my, amen my testimony is that I grew up in like a Always going to church. My parents put me in Sunday school. I knew about the Lord. I just kind of 
started listening to wicked music and just kind of like fell away in the way where I wasn't convicted with sin anymore. And I, the church where I went to wasn't quite a fun center. It was Assemblies of God. But they, I guess they didn't hammer, they didn't hard preach or something on me too much. And like, I just, in my, my part of my testimony is I saw they sold their souls for rock and roll. And that, that's around the time where I was wondering why, why everything was going wrong with my life. It's because I was a backslidden Christian and I was being demonically attacked because I was putting all this message in my mind all the time about bad music and um, very much into like the juggalo thing was back back now. Now it's kind of like become kind of a parody, but it was a pretty big subculture back in the day of juggalo and saying clown posse, all this music. And it's just like that specifically filled my head with a lot of bad, bad stuff. And it was like you were, talking about earlier kind of privately a little bit but but like haunting a little bit of stuff like that was starting to occur a little bit and i'd see like mm -hmm. some negative spiritual stuff and i was into movies like evil dead a lot like just kind of like oh it's just it's just good old time you know like cult classic go watch uh, just and then i got to the point where i was really into weird weirder and weirder movies kind of like toxic avenger and all this crazy kind of violent weird stuff and that kind of stuck with me and praise the lord i'm out of that but it's it's definitely a spiritual battle and something can warp your mind a little bit before you realize it sometimes and like that's what i've learned nowadays it can be very deceptive mm -hmm. so and amen sometimes at this point it's almost like the lord is just helping me deal with all this crap that i excuse me bad stuff that i let in my life you know and like really dealing with me even to this day. So I tell people like, try not to ever let it get in your mind because like um, you can become an aggressive person, all kinds of stuff, like before you know it because of what you're putting in. But thank the Lord, he, he kind of set me down and around that time people were praying for me and he like showed me what was going wrong in my life. Yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot of anger. Amen. And a lot of anti-authority, like especially angry at like, you know, like police or whoever, like, yeah, a lot of that kind of, yeah, you just kind of, you could get on a slippery slope and that's what I, I'll, my little message is, and that progressive church can bring you there too. It can, it can help you on your way to that. And I've been in those kind of churches and it's scary and it, and you start to notice you're the only one like praise the lord if it is you that you're the only one who is convicted then you're kind of like the outcast all of a sudden and it becomes like clickish and you're like the bad guy and it can become kind of strange it's like um anything that's uncomfortable or convicting is like is somehow people think that it's just wrong to talk about period and it's just kind of like a no-go zone and You'll really stick out like a sore thumb when you start to ask those questions and hopefully you'll the lord will lead you you know to bible study and maybe a different church and you can always pray for those people you know they'll come around hopefully hopefully yes prayerfully 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 yes. amen, amen. And being a good example that's a good one too because like people know your testimony like i live close to my older brother and like it's hard to, for people around you all the time, it's hard to hide like who you are. So it's going to come out. And that's one thing I've learned too, is like, you can only hide who you are 
if you're hiding drinking or hiding whatever it is for so long before it comes out and it's just bound to happen and it's it's always good to to know the lord's there for you and like try and always be as honest as you can even with problems i find i'm trying to be like that so in today's episode we're just you know just just going through the main four key topics of what progressive christianity in reality is uh because you know there's there's many things but we've actually summed it up to four specific key points right here and you know the first point that i'd like to bring up and discuss with you all is point number one Progressive Christianity, and we were just saying about this a bit earlier, progressive Christianity is a is a religion as such about saying you love Jesus without doing what it takes to be a true follower of Jesus. Now, when you hear that, what do you guys think about it? Well, I'm pretty sure Jesus himself warned about this, didn't he? Yeah, he actually, and also someone, you actually mentioned about Galatians. I want to quickly come to that real quick before we go away from Yeah, I thought those guys were backsliding. Yeah, so actually, yes, yeah, so the historical perspective of Galatia, so the false teachers were emerging, and they were confusing the Christians with what the people of Galatia were wanting them to believe with, rather than what they were supposed to learn. And Paul wrote to them to straighten things out and to remind them that they were saved by God's grace through faith in Jesus, not by their works, which they did, nor by the Jewish laws or customs, but only by the saved by God's grace. This was one of the most common misconceptions going on in Galatians, and people were misinterpreting scriptures and, well, not scriptures, what the teachings, and they were getting things messed up. Also, if you guys don't believe me, it's actually because, like, in my in my Bible, it actually gives you like a historical context of like why was it written, to whom was it written, things like that. So I was just reading off of that for you to answer your question. So essentially, yeah, what are, what are your thoughts what, from point number one? What I said, I'll repeat it again. Progressive Christianity is all about saying you love Jesus without doing what it takes to be a true follower. What comes to your mind? hypocrisy really can you can you explain because i mean we got to go for an hour buddy <laughs> <laughs> no seriously yeah. though oh that's so good <laughs> i don't know if you're not gonna either you're all in or you're all out mm-hmm. there's no and i i know this might be a very blunt way of explaining it but either you're into christianity all the way or you're not. And I assume that probably either stems from ignorance, which in a lot of cases, I, I told you, Sean, earlier, I have a friend who, he's, he's you know, he's out to lunch on this whole thing. He's, he's pretty ignorant of what's going on. Or you just don't care enough to do it, which probably, honestly, also stems from it. The whole thing is mostly just ignorance mm-hmm. onto how the whole operation works there. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say on that. Hope that was what you wanted. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like a spiritual blindness. Before we're born again, it's like we're blind to the things of the there spirit to the point where we won't even be. 
they'll be like, why, why would I feel bad about this or what? But you know, the closer you get to the Lord and it's just a natural thing. And that's part of how I know the Lord is real too. And that's how, unfortunately I had to sometimes had to go all, not had to by any means, but kind of got spanked a little bit and that's, and you, but yeah, man, I'll say, I believe 100% the Lord is real. Cause he, I've had a time, even just like some dramatic testimony where I was walking in the dark doing some catfishing and I felt something stop me. And I can't tell you exactly what, what I think it just, I heard stop or like, and then something stopped my body. And I looked up and I was going to walk into some stick, like right into my eye. So, and then just things like that have happened in my life where it was like, the Lord has helped me um, just in obvious ways. And then times when I came back to the Lord and just like through all the struggling and people had been praying for me and to, and then I find that out sometimes and it, it helped make sense. And it's mm -hmm. like, the Lord will lead you people to pray for you. And that's one thing too, like the Lord has put it on my heart to pray for people and never don't pray. If you ever feel that for somebody, or if you feel maybe, you know, maybe they're driving or something, or you never know. Just praying for people is always good. And, um, it happened to me really intense one time where I knew that I knew that somebody I had to go pray for them and they were going to harm themselves. And it was like this big ordeal kind of, but it turned out the person was, and sometimes it's not, and it's more quiet, but yeah, that's, um, the Lord sometimes will lead a love court CD to pray for yourself. But sometimes in my own life, he's asked, he sent me basically like, to ask other people to pray for me which is kind of humbling but and that's been part of it sometimes and um it's not talked about enough but i think fasting like there i've fasted and it really is very i'm not sometimes i just have problem with the appetite like i'm not that much interested in eating and stuff particularly but if, if i start fasting i'll start like thinking of food like cake and all this crazy stuff i don't usually even buy and sometimes that even has showed me that I have a spiritual battle that's like always crazy going strong. And like the more I engage and fight and pray, it always does good. But yeah, even the fact the devil's coming against me, you know, with like everything he's got, you know, even like making me think I want sweets, which is pretty weird for me. And like I'm sitting there suffering, you know, fasting and it's it's hard all of a sudden. But it's like it's it's just strange that when I add God into that and prayer and stuff, it's like the devil comes against me, you know, cause there's power in that me not eating. There's no power in that. Instead I'm fasting and praying and the devil tries to come against me. And yeah, sometimes the devil overplays his hand and that's, he'll lead you right back to the Lord. And it's mm -hmm. sad if that even ever has to happen, but I hope, I hope if anybody ever gets to that point that they choose to go to the Lord. That can get intense. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, I don't know what to say, that's a good answer there. Um, I, something different came to mind for me, um, was Mark 12, 29 to 31, um, the great commandment where Jesus says, um, the, the scribes are asking him, like, what commandment is the greatest, and 
he says the most important is love the Lord your God. And then the second one is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for if you love God and there's, there's a difference between saying you love God and acting like you love God. And, and um, acting like you love God is obeying what he's saying. You can't just ignore it and say, well, I love God. He loves me. And so these things like don't matter because this is the greatest commandment. This commandment goes goes to all these things that he said, right? He's he's saying like, do not lie, um, do not do this and stuff. And if we love God, we should it should be clear to us what not to do, and what things are are in this world, and what things are yeah, like what things are in this world. And sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here. Um, and what the world wants compared to what God wants, right? So mm. yeah, it reminds me of that scripture about how the the um, we know the Lord um, were the sheep, and He know. Oh man, I wish I knew that verse better. But um, we're the sheep, and we know His voice, and that's the closer we get to Him, we'll always know. And the more we read the Bible, we'll know God's character. And real fast, we can know if something is off about what we're being taught. Even from that. Yeah, I wish I... Usually I have my concordance. That's an easy one to find, I bet. Yeah, the Lord is the shepherd and recognize his voice because of the Holy Spirit when you're born again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So let's see. Um, so, you know, just summing it up a bit, you know, it encourages, uh, you know, encouraging the sinful lifestyle, making it turn into a fuzzy, cozy religion where you just, where you just melt in your chair and you just end up melting so much that that you just end up getting stuck in it because ultimately you're just so glued to the coziness of the feel-good religion, as I like to call it, uh, because anything self-centered is pretty much focusing on you as such, focusing on the individual's wants and desires so more the feel-good kind of thing and most people tend to view prosperity and progressive christianity as two different things i was listening um to a video when i was researching on progressive christianity she was talking about you know how it's false because progressive christianity is done in all love and surrenderance to god and essentially you know god god's word does not change however god does change his characteristics over time because you know he is an all-changing god and, you know, he is always there for us and he is always going to, you know, change according to the uh, situations. And he is going to accept the change of circumstances that that is brought upon by time and a cultural progression as such, which is why it's progressive Christianity. 
Christianity that progresses along with the culture. Um, well, that doesn't sound quite right. <laughs> could you explain That's why? A- could you explain why? Well, isn't it said at least like six different times in the Bible that God does not change? Exactly. Thank you. That right there. I, I think you might want to say that a bit louder. From what from what I remember, I don't I don't know what verses they are, but it's said at least like five to six times that God does not change. Agreed. God does not change. Period. Um, there's nothing more. There's nothing less to that. Um, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, it's. Amen. It's wonderful. Wonderful that God doesn't change. Exactly, because you know we we won't have to worry about any form of you know like is he going to how is he going to react in this situation how is he going to react in that situation that's what he's uh, given this big book right here the the Holy Bible Um, that one that one yes not not this one any Holy Bible. Holy Bible, that's canonical. Um, and pretty much this is like all the answers to our lives is written here. And now a common question that comes about is, well, I mean, if Jesus were in 2021, correction, <laughs> if Jesus were in 2021, Jesus would support this. If t- Jesus was in 2021, uh, Jesus would support my way of uh, freedom and liberty. Uh, you know, Jesus would not want me to be suppressed uh, as such, and uh, he would enjoy my being because, you know, Jesus loves me because, you know, God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So essentially, I can do whatever I want, and I'll and I'll still get eternal life. Guys, what's, what's the heresy you see in that? What's the heresy you see in that? I believe you're you're living outside the will of God, but I don't believe you'll lose your salvation personally. But I, like as I was explaining, I just think that um, you'll suffer and your testimony will not yes. be good. You'll just be under spiritual attack, nightmares. I've had I've been there myself, and I can tell you it's a horrible place to be. And I you I have been even tempted in times to like lash out, like I wouldn't be having this problem. You know, I'm, I'm sure I've said it before. If I, if I didn't have these beliefs, I wouldn't be having this problem, this struggle. You know, and that's where the devil comes in. And, you know, I've never gone down that path of straight, like, just blaming God and, like, being. I'm just, that's not really who I am. I kind of, like, suffer. Like, why can't I be good enough? I'm, I just feel this separation. I've never come up against God. As far as, I remember once my dad handed me a, a Bible promise book and I threw it at the wall or something because that was like his answer to me like son this is your now it's like one of my bigger rebellions and if you keep on going down that path and it never stops and you do all this crazy stuff i don't really know what kind of renunciations like they do in like um hardcore satanism and stuff i don't want to if you really go down that far and that see i don't really know man because you can and that's written about in the book of Matthew is grieving the Holy Spirit. And yes. That that is and that is um when you say that things that the Lord has done that are good, you attribute them to, to darkness, and that's an absolute lie. And that's what the Pharisees did in that in the Bible. And it also in uh, Revelation 
22, just at the tail end of the Bible, they address also... 20 to what? Uh, Revelation 22, the last book, and I'll find right here. It says... I, Jesus, um, Revelation 22, starting at verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come, and whoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall unto him, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written of in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life, and out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. So it sounds like it's it's demonically inspired to take out of the word of God. And a normal born-again Christian won't want to do that, in my opinion. And it will be very vexing to do. I know people... I can't see. Sometimes I would be almost too afraid to be even be in a translation committee because of this. But if you're doing it right, you shouldn't have anything to worry about, right? But uh -huh. it is some some uh, some serious stuff. And um, so adding unto it, yeah. So I, so those are some definite things to avoid. And one thing that comes up too is the verses about like hating your brother. Like you can't love God and hate your brother. And I've had times where I wouldn't say I've hate. I, yeah, I don't know, man. Me and my brother have. So that was also something I dealt with in my life, like hating my brother and like questioning if that would. Like, yeah, I don't want to hate my brother. Sometimes it was almost like it was just coming from these offenses that I felt. And, you know, we've forgiven and forget. Or not, it's hard to forget, but, you know, you go on. And, but, yeah, so I've dealt with these kind of things, too. And you sure you'll realize it though you'll be miserable if you hate your brother and you're a christian it's like if i hope you wouldn't die in that state but it's like a bad place to be and like you know you're in some so yeah i don't i don't like i don't like to mess around with it but i really i sometimes wonder i guess the easy thing is they were never born again if they could do that kind of stuff you know they were just never saved in the first place that's kind of the easy answer people give in my opinion, easy answer. But yeah, you, once you have the Holy Spirit and you and you you know when you're grieving the Lord, then hopefully you just won't take it farther than that. But you know, there is something about preaching and teaching other people heresy that's worse than just being. I believe that that brings judgment on yourself if you're openly teaching people and saying that sin. And stuff that the Bible goes against is perfectly fine, and there's no danger in that. You know, I believe that person is, is a lot of danger. And also, people who hurt children, it explains that in the Bible, they will have uh, it's better that a millstone be put around their neck and they drown in the sea. And it says that people who don't respect their parent or their mother, you won't, you won't live a long life if you hate your parents. 
in the Bible. It says that uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you won't live a long life if you hate your mother. Despise, I believe, is the word. Those are, but those things are also, you know, contrary that they kind of get to a Christian. They're just kind of revolting in the first place. But when you, that's why there's stuff like music and the media is so deceptive. They'll try and chip chip away at your morality any way they can. And then they try and get you down that path. Like for, I take care of my mom full time and I was babysitting and it's kind of grieving to see one of the kids I was looking after is like into Harry Potter a lot now. And like, and that's one of the ways, you know, like Harry Potter Lego video game or something. It's like, it can be so deceptive, but next thing I see him, he's like, Oh, I love, I got magic, you know? And it's like, so it, that's all it took to undo quite a lot of, you know, luckily the kid, his parents are Christian and stuff, but letting him have bad stuff in the house. So it's like this worldly Christian thing is it damages children. It damages families, um, divorces. It's like you, you pay a, a heavy toll with playing with the world and it tries to come in, you know, people want to get Netflix like for, you know, just a couple shows. And then before you know it, it's got all this garbage on it. You're pretty much like paying into the, the beast of that is Netflix and all they produce. And just, that's how I feel too. It's so deceptive. It's everywhere. I can look at the newspaper and a lot of it is, I can tell right off his lies and it grieves me. And it's got to the point where I, I'm keeping the newspaper a lot of times because it is just, I, it's almost hard to imagine the amount of deception that's going on. And it's, it's like the internet can wipe itself of all its little idiosyncrasies or anything it wants to get rid of. Mm-hmm. People don't think it can, but but stuff can be wiped off the internet. And like, at least that's hard evidence of all this basically crazy stuff that's going on right now. And it's 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 an interesting time to be alive. But I can tell a lot of what I read is lies, big time. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's really creepy, <laughs> creepy. And then you just get close to the Lord. Yeah, but you know, that's what they're going to do. I mean, honestly, like my friend and I were discussing about this, about either our generation or definitely by the next generation, the Lord will return. Like, you know, you know, things are, you know, rapidly racing up to that point in time where like, you know, there's there's a good chance. Now, again, we're no prophets. Quick disclaimer, we're no prophets. So don't don't quote me on this. Uh, next thing you know, they'll quote me on this, uh, but that's not my fault. Already gave the warning. Um, but I mean, you know, just the way things are going and, you know, this is ultimately, you know, as we talked, discussed about in, uh, episode three, in episode three, we were discussing about the great deception of grief. We'll be going in depth on this as well as God's millstone and what it means to offend children. And by offending children, I do not mean like what we, most of us think what offending is. There's actually a Hebrew word, uh, a a specific translation, which many, many, many people overlook. Uh, But we will be diving very in depth into that what it means this is in context to what jesus said about when it came when they were stopping the children from coming to him in the original hebrew translation like 
like when you take it from Hebrew directly, it says, do not offend them from me. Um, you won't see, I'm pretty sure you won't see this in today's modern day translation, but if you take the word itself and you do a deep word study, you'll actually find some fr freaky stuff, uh, which we will discuss in another episode, possibly another mini series. Who knows? Um, so let's see. So again, as Brother Dave was mentioning about grieving the whole, let me get closer to my mic. As he was mentioning about grieving the Holy Spirit, ultimately the Holy Spirit is sent down to help us with navigation of our lives and to make sure that we are doing what is God glorifying and edifying God's name. Uh, we are Christians. We are, there's a title. It's not Christianity. This is a quote. This is not my own quote, but this is a quote that I often like to use. Christianity is not a label. Christianity is a lifestyle. Amen. This is one of the most truthful words. And let me explain why. Because when we categorize Christianity as when we categorize Christianity as just, you know, a label, like, you know, oh look, I'm a Christian, you know. Yeah boy, Christian. Like when we when okay, few. When we go ahead and label ourselves as a Christian, labeling but not living it, it's it's just like what I said earlier. It's more of, you know, like you're just taking up the title, but you're not doing. And you say when you become a Christian, you are a child of God. And when you're a child of God, you, you love the Father, essentially. That's, that's default. But you say you love Jesus without doing what it takes to be a true follower. You see, when you maintain the relationship with Jesus, that's when we discussed more about this in episode one, the danger of lukewarmness about relationship with Jesus Christ is the importance of developing a true relationship with Jesus Christ. And ultimately, the more and more you build a relationship, even the same applies for the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit's going to start working. So let's say you start feel like doing something wrong. The Holy Spirit, just as there is a pull towards doing the right thing there's also going to be a pull to do the wrong thing so there's going to be an even pull sometimes it feels a wrong is the harder more easier to fall into pull whereas the holy spirit it's more like a it's like a nagging kind of feel yet you feel very guilty because of the holy spirit in you now as brother dave was saying you know grieving the Holy Spirit, it is it is one of the most important verses because for me personally, when you grieve the Holy Spirit, it is essentially you are grieving Jesus, you're grieving God, and you're grieving, you are essentially crucifying Jesus back on the cross when you say, when you go ahead and you're Christian, but you go ahead and proclaim that sinful lifestyle is biblical you are putting him back on that cross essentially and antagonizing him uh, and you know when it comes to the point of grieving when you continually grieve when when and let me just break this down into simpler terms when when you just continue doing the wrong thing or like oh screw you holy spirit i'm gonna do what i want i don't care you know, and, and you start justifying yourself, you become more stubborn towards a certain perspective or a certain per, uh, a person, uh, a specific POV of things. 
then you know the Holy Spirit is is just going to be silenced every time. More silence, more silence, more silence, more silenced. And then eventually, the, like, you just don't hear the Holy Spirit as it was before because A, the relationship is not there between you and Jesus strongly as it was before. Because if it was, then the Holy Spirit would actually like be a really tight pull to pull you away from that. But that's there, like you won't feel the relationship and, and B, you know, ultimately it's just gonna be like the sinful nature is normal and what you're doing is perfectly fine. Like, what does that make you feel, guys? How does that make you feel, essentially, when I just said that? You know, please be brief. I, we still got a lot more points to go through. I'll get um, mine out of the way. I think about the okay. verse about, um, about, the verse about um, just how you caught... Um, is with the hot iron, they, they seared their conscience. That's all that comes to mind for me. Mm. That, that's that's a very good analogy to be honest like just a seared iron just getting to them Bryn, you were going to say something uh yeah i just wanted to put this brief here um if you are a progressive christian then i personally think you're lukewarm mm -hmm. i second that yeah you second like, I don't everything be, i don't want to be I don't want to be rude or anything, but it's it's true. If you're just gonna sit there and um, allow the world to do what it wants um, and and agree with it, then you're lukewarm. Like it's as simple as that. So moving on to point. Okay, that's fine. Uh, moving on to point number two. Progressive Christianity is not based on sound doctrine. Now again, and there, there we go. There you go. That sounds about, that sounds about right. But anyway, so progressive Christianity is not based on sound doctrine. Let me quickly explain what sound doctrine is because a lot of people think sound doctrine is something that's very full of. <laughs> no, it's not just that. That's not that. It, it the Bible comp is comprised of sound doctrine, and sound doctrine is breathed into it. Um, but the doctrines of Jesus Christ, you know, the sound teachings of Jesus Christ, you know, the reason why we call it sound doctrine is essentially, let me put it in simpler terms, is sound teachings. It's reliable, trustworthy, no doubts guaranteed teachings. Like, you don't have to think, like... Is there a way you can reach this perspective through this mannerism? Is there a way you can achieve healing through another perspective? Is there another way you can go about this? Because you see, the Holy Scriptures already has clearly paved the path for a Christian's life. It already, it's the life manual. There's a reason why it's called the life manual. And the reason why we can rely on this holy book is because it's divinely inspired by God himself the holy the holy god who has no blemish who has no sin in him at all whatsoever and for him to go ahead and write this book he has all the righteous authority in which to go ahead and 
breathe the words that he inspired into this holy scriptures and and honestly that's why because when we go ahead and we look in progressive christianity something i see is there's a lot of man-made philosophies or a lot of man-made ideologies you see mankind See, if you just take a two, couple of minutes, you can debunk this. You don't need to listen to a whole hour, please do. But just a couple of minutes, you, <laughs> just a couple of minutes you take, you can easily debunk this. Is why on earth would a holy God take like so long to go ahead and just take scrolls and scrolls and multiple scrolls of uh, you know inspiring the forty authors about the forty authors who wrote these scrolls and then eventually some guy found all the scrolls and then he also got the vision and the, the the passion as such to put them all together and hence you know there was a lot of the fake books aka apocrypha but you know god inspired and made sure that the right books were done and hence we got the whole collection of the scrolls aka the holy bible um and this is all yes yes garrett we get it <laughs> Um, but it's all comprised and we don't need anything additional as brother Dave was reading from revelation earlier anyone who adds any more to this book that what the plagues in this book is what's going to be added unto him um, ultimately that is a very terrifying revelation and uh, I'd love to get your emails again send it over to itsfgmgmail.com send me all your hate mail I love to open hate mail um <laughs> But <laughs> it just gave you a stroke. I'm sorry. I know what to say to that. Um. But ultimately, you know, you can debate with me as long as you want on this because the Holy Scriptures is the Holy Scriptures. You know, when we go ahead and add all the stuff onto it, we're not making it holier. We're not making, we cannot, we sinners, more, more, Mortal beings who have sinned, who think sinful thoughts, who per, uh, who act on sinful things, you, me, all of us, including myself, we're all mankind. Yet when we go ahead and we try to justify our actions using this holy scripture that's given to us, we are, I don't know if this is right grammar, but I know you're going to, but I know you're going to understand is we're essentially unholying the 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 holy bible we're unholying we're taking out the holiness of the scriptures and we're just putting out what we want which is not what god wants exactly perversing the bible um so yeah that's just really what's there but you know the common argument this is a very common argument between evangelical christians and uh, progressive Christians is Christianity is a religion meant to be progressed throughout the change of time through different mannerisms which has not been thoroughly recorded in holy scriptures themselves so basically you can find gods through ways outside what the Bible has to say what are your thoughts on that what what comes to your mind when when you when I just said that isn't that almost more um Correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't think this is right, but isn't that almost more leaning sort of Catholic a little bit? Catholic. Or have I got that kind of wrong there? I'm not sure myself on that one. No, this is not really no. the... No. 
This is more, this is a progressive, this is an argument progressive Christians bring about. Yeah, no, I've heard this argument before as well. Okay, good. No, what I'm talking about getting outside sources, though. Outside sources, yeah, that, that specific part, yes. Comparison. Yes, that specific I, so part. I, I haven't gotten this from Catholic people, though. I've, I've gotten, I've gotten this from, I honestly, I don't know what denomination they would, they would say they are, but, um. Let's just say progressive Christians. Um, keep it at that. Um, yeah, I've gotten that said to me. Like, God is going to adapt to the world because he's God and stuff. And it's like, well, that's not how that works. So Yeah, like, where does this stuff come from? Like, we're just making you know, it up. Like, like, that's the thing. Is they're, they're, they're trying... They're twisting the Bible to twist the Bible. You get what I'm saying? Like, they're saying God will adapt, and that's twisting the Bible. Yeah. And then they're also twisting it by saying he's going to agree with this and this and this. Right? So yes. you're twisting it to twist it. You get that? You get you're what I'm twisting, trying to say there? You're, twist, you're making a twister out of twisting the Bible, and then you're trying to create something that's more twisted, and hence that's twisting the readers. Hence that's a tornado. <laughs> it's a tornado. And then the whole thing becomes completely redundant. Yeah, and wrecks the, the individual's life, spiritual yep. life. You know, that, that's a wonderful analogy, uh, what Bryn brought there. You know, the tornado that destructs your life, the most subtle thing. It starts off normal, and then suddenly things get a bit, like, you know, agitated, and then over time... You know, the wind picks up and everything just starts, you know, twisting and twisting and twisting and twisting. And it just comes to a part where it comes to utter destruction. As Brother Day was saying, you know, even we've received testimonies as such couple, a couple of testimonies uh, where they went, I won't name call churches, but uh, they went to a specific church, which will be discussed in episode seven. Stay tuned for oh, that, boy. please. Um but they went to the specific church and uh, they enjoyed it for a long time. But then suddenly they just started to realize like, you know, what what is the point? You know, what's the point of all this? What's the point of such a thing when literally if you're going to say like if it says in the Bible that Jesus is the same today, uh, yesterday, today and forevermore. And then you're going to go ahead and say he's going to adapt and he supports this and he supports that. And you don't have to worry about anything else. Like, you know, that's just kind of mind boggling. And, you know, and eventually they ended up leaving the church. Thank God for that. Um, but yes, I'm sure many of you can agree with me that we should all run away from churches who teach that kind of false doctrine. Run um, for the hills. Run for the hills. Run for the the hills. Uh, yeah. So moving on to point number three. Progressive Christianity. Let me just hold this up a bit. Progressive Christianity was created to simply free believers of sexual accountability and other sinful lifestyles. Um, now, this is also commonly debated. Um, you know, saying, you know, the progressives say, 
you know, it's not just sexual, you know, you're just misinterpreting the scriptures and you're just putting all these boundaries. You know, we work with all these people, the people that you say don't work with, we're working with everyone and we're just breaking down those boundaries to essentially welcome people and to get the main thing done. Uh, does that sound fishy to you guys? Breaking down doctrinal boundaries to essentially welcome a new group of people to get the so-called mission of God done. I get that people want to evangelize, and I think it's really important that we say, that we make it clear that Christians don't hate anybody. No, no, we don't. We love, we love LGBT. I'm just making that clear to our, to our viewers right here. Everybody's frozen away. Okay, no, you guys are back. Um, Good. Um, and just making it clear that, that everybody is welcome into the church, but your sin is not welcome. Um, yeah, the Lord will deal with it if, if you don't deal with your sin and keep on hanging around, you know, like sometimes the best way to deal with that actually is if the person is in unrepentant sin, you know, adultery, uh, you know, I just like don't my my opinion, don't cut them out of your life. But but sometimes the church is more for believers to edify the believers than it is to convert the unconverted. Sometimes it's best to even get somebody, you know, the Word of God in, in, in their personal life, take the time to be a part of their life, and then eventually they kind of come to church, you know, and they won't have that baggage. And because um, that can be sometimes that's what progressive churches are out to do so much is kind of just raise the numbers. But it's like to make a true disciple and believer, you know, you got to get them like all all the Word of God. And um, also, a pro progressive churches a lot of times will kind of not—they won't be so much into studying the whole Bible, but they'll study just kind of like portions of the, the <laughs> couple of books, kind of over and over. I've noticed, and this is a little bit hard for some people to stomach nowadays. But this is what the Bible has to say. It says, and this is Romans chapter one. I'm going to read sixteen. Possibly yep. all the way to 30. I knew we were gonna hit this verse today. I knew it. Oh this chapter. This is this is where it is. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to every one that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Who hold the truth and unrighteousness because that which may be known of god is manifest in them for god hath showed it unto them for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and godhead so that they are without excuse because that when they knew god they glorified him not as god neither were they thankful but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever amen amen for this cause amen. god amen. gave them up unto vile affections 
For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, turned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. So the Bible speaks that to give, to not acknowledge what God has done in creation and all around you and how God's showing himself and to worship idols instead of the Lord will bring a bunch of curses on you and it will change the way you think. And if you keep on down that path, you can go to the point where you're given over to a reprobate mind and you will, your conscience will be seared and you'll have this whole list of horrible things. And I've done some studying of, of people and you'll find that most of the people have done the most worst things in history. You can see that they've given themselves over to idols and to, um, and then they're judged. Yeah, and it gets worse and worse. And I I do not know where the point where they become reprobate, but it it appears that it, uh, it has to do with worshiping idols and not giving any glory to God and believing yourself to be wise, you're a fool. Changing the glory of God into an image. Like, yeah, so that, and a lot of, it's, it's not hard for a person to make an, idol in their life like this is actually like idol that you worship and i i tend to think that it's um yeah it's it's a really slippery slope and to you know but, but people idolize i mean american idol you know like <laughs> idolizing all these like to the point like wrestlers, all, all kinds of things. You, it makes you do wonder if, if you're getting toward that that point of idolizing people. And yeah, it's yeah, it's a slippery slope. And also another thing I want to put in there is that the Bible says that there's going to be agents of Satan dispatched among the church to cause dissension and discord. So it's going to happen and one other way that we can see that the end is coming is in like revelation the end of all things is people are going to children are going to turn against their parents and they're going to cause them to be put to death and they're going to believe that what they're doing is is for the good of all so in my opinion that's not too far away with this that's kind right. of you know saying that that sin is is you know punish punishing calling out sin to the point where they'll like deport you from a country basically if they can and it's not 
and it's it, and it comes with an attack on the word of God too, because they, if they can cut out this kind of um, stuff out of the Bible that convicts and and that kind of truth, then they are doing a um, taking a big step toward that. And in my opinion, there's going to be a someday there'll be a one world Bible, and it's going to be approved and like I. They've already kind of tried to do that, but I don't think, praise the Lord, it's it's his time, not theirs, and it's not time. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the, the devil the, hates the Bible. Uh, everyone, please turn with me to 2 Timothy 4, 3, the key highlight verse of today's uh, episode. I'm sorry, what was it? 2 Timothy 4, 3. Okay. <laughs> you already have it highlighted? I don't know. Oh no, that's different verses. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I will. I will do that. Highlight it now. Yeah, this is like one of the most. This is what flips. This is the verse in scripture in context that flips progressive Christianity on its head. Again, my homie Paul wrote this. Hashtag Paul the legend. Yeah, <laughs> the man. Oh. One thing that I'll never forget either is as a, as a teenager, I read the Book of the Martyrs, and the church had never told me that every single disciple except John had been martyred. And they know exactly how it happened. You know, like Paul was killed by lions. You know, like they don't like to let you know that there's suffering that occurs. And there was something that changed in my life when I read the Book of the Martyrs and started to think about um, Christianity in that way, about um, that it is worth everything. And that's another way you can tell that these men wouldn't have died for nothing, you know, for uh, something they didn't believe in all the way up, you know. Everyone on 2 Timothy 4.3? Yes. Yep. All right. And it's highlighted, too. Good. All right, so actually I'm going to start reading for verse 2 onwards. You'll see this on your screen. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, and will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Well, this, this is sadly one of the most... Real things. I mean, you you guys, I'm pretty sure y'all must have understood, like, the depth of this, the three verses that I just read. You know, this is the reality we're living in. Uh, you know, people who don't want to rebuke and exhort, and because they don't want to deal with the troubles of having to debate, they don't want to, you know, have to go through the sound doctrine. Because, again, keep in mind, progressive Christianity, the key word... They will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, but according to their own desires, they will have itching ears and heap up onto themselves teachers, their own very own teachers to preach the way they want because they cannot handle this book. Like right now, this book, it's burning your eyes right now. It's going to burn your eyes because you cannot handle sound doctrine. Beloved, I have to say, you know, this is one of the most dangerous things that can happen in an individual's life when the Holy Word of God 
starts to feel like a burden of the Holy Word of God, starts to feel like flame on your face, when it starts to seem burning and consuming you up and wants to make you run away, that is a very dangerous state to be. Please take this time to understand that this is not because of you. This is not about the Bible itself. This is say, this is a spiritual attack the demon is doing on you to get you directed away from serving him wholeheartedly and being his child to being the self-centered, self-focused person whom Satan wants you to be and pretty much mislead you, misguide you, using all the false teachers there are in today's culture. He will make it seem like you are worshiping the same Jesus, that you are still giving praise and honor to the same Jesus. But, dear beloved, do not believe in anything but people and the, and the God who wrote this Bible. Like, ultimately, just, just keep studying. Just keep studying. Oh, oops, my, my. Just keep studying this book, okay? Just, just keep studying. You know, even though there, it may be hard. Even though it may be a struggle to find time, and everyone's just flexing their Bibles. Even though you may not be able to find the time, or you may have work, or you may have schoolwork. I understand, but Satan is a vicious monster who will who is not just simply gonna be like oh hey brother i'm I'm just gonna you know chill in your heart for a bit you okay with that no he ain't gonna come in front of your sight he's gonna crawl in through your life crawl into your ears through your eyes through your nose through your mouth even though this sounds <laughs> gross great description sean but in reality you know the sights we see the things we listen to and hear his ideologies and messages are being spread constantly through the radio waves, broadcasted through television, spoke by thousands of people, false teachers, satanists, you name it. His message is everywhere. His ideology, Satan's ideology is everywhere. But with this, this is why it says bind the word of God on your heart. Bind it. Just, just tie it up right next to your heart. That's how much God wants us all. I'm not seeing you, even all of us still need to read this. We're no different than you. We are all human beings who are still susceptible to falling into sin. So ultimately together, let us, I have a challenge for everyone. Read the letters of Paul. Read at least one to two chapters a day off the letters of Paul. And just let us know. Just email us. It's fgem at gmail.com. Join our Discord community. Link to the description below. Join our Facebook community. Link to the description below. You know, you can come to us. Contact us. We're free whenever you need us to be able to help you with this with this walk with the Lord. Because, my beloved, if you are if you are starting to get trapped into all this all this false doctrine, you start sensing if the Holy Spirit has touched your heart during this episode, I pray you may take this time to pray. First off, just to ask God for forgiveness for all the sins that may have happened between then and now. And ultimately strive. Let us all work hard and strive 
to become closer with him and to develop a relationship with him. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus be with you. And again, if you need someone to talk to, you know, whether it be about your spiritual life or whether you're being abused, you know, just join our community. We Again, we are partnered with Heart Support who cares and loves people and is focused on delivering mental health resources to individuals who are in pain and sharing the good message of Jesus Christ to those people. Again, if you're one of them, make sure just to join. We are all a big family who loves this sound doctrine and preaches the sound doctrine. Amen. Amen. God be with you. See you next episode.